What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. This is episode 28. I am Harrison Gilming, Director of Worship Arts here at Lake Forest in Huntersville, sitting down today with... Mike Moses, Lead Pastor of, of the Lake Forest Family of Churches, Lake Forest, Huntersville. Good to see you. My throat, uh, I realize, is a little scratchy this morning. Harrison, this is the most beautiful weather we've yet recorded the podcast in. As we look out the window, last night our community group met outside, distanced, yep. the back porch of our leader. And not only was it a beautiful evening and we just all removed us hang around afterward and the guys gathered around a fire pit and the, the women were had blankets on the porch. It was a really special community group meeting for our group last night. Um, but my voice sounds like I was outside all evening. I just I just assumed it was a holdover from Sunday morning when you were just yelling and screaming at, <laughs> at, at everyone during your teaching. That is pretty much what I did. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that is that's a super enjoyable stretch right now. I also have to say I am I am loving all of the sports that are back and all literally on all at the same time right now. It's like we had yeah. a fe- we had a famine and now we're feasting on everything. Harrison is a Miami guy. He's from there and is for all teams Miami. He's wearing a shirt right now. That's right. And I texted him Saturday afternoon or evening. Evening, yeah. When I realized, oh, there's Miami football on, on an important national game, and the Miami Heat NBA are an important – and I texted him, like, which one are you watching? And so uh, – Yep, both was the answer. Yeah, <laughs> the it was. Time. Hey, on today's episode, we're, where we're really going to go is – does the, the Bible have some wisdom for us on how we handle our participation in social media as Christians during this time? Uh, we're going to talk about the fact of owning your voice uh, and yet not uh, bringing <laughs> shame on yourself or, or on the name of Christ or your church. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go there, and I, our Lake Forest elders spoke into this question. I'm going to directly quote them as counsel to our staff, but also to you as members and leaders of Lake Forest Huntersville. And we have this really cool Bible mashup at the end uh, mm. that uh, I hope you'll stick around for. It'll be the third time I've done it. It's really helpful for me. Yeah. But first... But first, big news from the town of Davidson, North Carolina. Huge news That's in the right. town of Davidson. We're going to give you Lake Forest Family of Churches updates. And last night, the town of board of Davidson met and they approved unanimously, five to zero, the rezoning, which means that Lake Forest Church Davidson can purchase the acreage that they've already negotiated, they already have a contract for, on South Main Street in Davidson, the other side of the street from Carburito and Wooden Stone, and about 20 yards south of there, outstanding praise god yep. that the town board this has been shepherded through for about a year things 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 move it at a, a little slower pace but it's been worth it i'm sure for for our friends at and family at lake forest davidson this morning is finally uh they can really start uh they can really start dreaming and taking tangible steps to get themselves into a permanent home which is something they have they have never. They at least had a uh, a place to hang out before uh, COVID, and that even that has vanished. Yes, because, they're not allowed back in the yeah, school. They can't to meet worship. in the school, so they've been hanging out uh, worshiping in a field. Yes, <laughs> so. which is not going to work pretty soon here with the weather wise. So, I remember when Lake Forest Church, which is now Lake Forest Huntersville, when we bought our first parcel of land. 
it was a stake in the ground that we want to be a permanent stakeholder and blessing for generations in this community. And it changed us as a church. It changed our perception in the community. And I'm so excited for that for Lake Forest Davidson. If you attend other of the churches, you may not know that they completed a campaign uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. or no, last fall, called yes. Rooted last fall. A, a whole year ago. And so they've already, uh, the congregation has already given the money to purchase this very expensive, not very large parcel of land because it's on South Main Street. And they already have a lot of the funds to move toward building there in the, the in the design and architecture phase, which is super cool. On another note, uh, Lake Forest Church Westlake, just catching you up in case you missed it this summer because you were out on the lake, they broke ground on their land. Lake Forest Westlake uh, and our family of churches and our multi-site church model, each congregation is responsible for its. Uh, our budgets basically stand alone. We pay into some shared services like bookkeeping, things like that, uh, IT, but that's minimal. Uh, it's the least amount of shared services as a percent of budget of any multi-site congregation uh, we've ever we've run across. Hmm. Uh, but he, and then our ministry budgets are directed by the pastors and elders at each church that is not controlled by any other church. And each congregation is responsible for their own capital and vision needs moving forward. So Westlake, the same time we at Huntersville did our campaign called um, Immeasurably More, Westlake shared that at the same time, similar sermons, Aaron and I collaborated, but they bought 42 acres of land. No, 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 they had already bought the 42 acres of land. They raised the money, and th- they broke ground on their building. That's right. In July, dude, it's coming along. It doesn't look like the same place. It's this beautiful piece of property, 41 acres just off of the new Highway 16 over in Denver, really outside the back entrance of Verdict Ridge Community and Country Club, if, if you happen to know where that is. It's beautiful. It's bucolic. It has forest. It has fields. Um, I They're... they're Location looks gorgeous. So. Yeah, and they're and they're they're making headway. I think uh, they're hoping to be they're hoping to be able to move in if everything goes smoothly by about September mm-hmm. of 2021. Is, yes, sir. Is the plan? And in in the meantime, for both Davidson and Westlake, uh, they as we mentioned, both of those both of those churches ha- had been meeting in schools, and that that uh, opportunity has not been on the table for them as of the past six or seven months or so. So they're, they're also both working on trying to find some places to kind of bunker down for the winter and the spring. Yeah. And uh, for Westlake, uh, they're looking for a place to sign a, a nine-month contract prior to moving into their building where they can offer what we're doing here or, or Lake Forest Davidson is in their field for a short amount of more time which is limited in-person worship, along with the live online. So uh, they're both getting pretty close. Harrison, if I if I hear Michael and Aaron correctly, they're both getting uh, circling, honing in on some options, so that's great. Excellent. Uh, El Buen Samaritano, our Spanish-speaking Lake Forest Church, and Pastor Victor and Rosemi. Uh, I bet a lot of folks don't know that uh, Victor and Rosemi share the preaching in that congregation. She preaches, I believe, once a month. Hmm. Um, she's an outstanding. She's uh, was a, a missionary 
for the Mexican Presbyterian Church within Mexico for a number of years and a Christian education director, and they met at the Mexican Presbyterian Seminary. Hmm. So they're pretty two sharp cookies yeah. um, in ministry. That's kind of cool. They also ju- they are the only Lake Forest Church that started with a building because Lake Forest Church and our ministry, One More Neighborhood, our sort of spinoff nonprofit, built a community center in Huntington Green uh, several years ago, through, especially through the incredible leadership. Earl Runkin initiated it, but Andy Elliott, Mike Whittington, uh, Byron Davis really took it across the finish line. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, a gift to the neighborhood. Lake Forest El Buen Samaritano had worshipped there until the pandemic. They just went back a month ago, I think, Harrison, and they have tents all over the yard yep. in front of the resource center. And so distanced and under tents, family units are under tents, and they're, they've been returning to live, and a majority of their congregation has been comfortable doing that. Our congregation, we've never had more than 150 back here on Sunday morning, which is a very small percent of our congregation. Uh, and that's just where people are, and, and we can't do normal kids' ministry. Yep. Um, so with the it getting colder, they're f- figuring out if they can safely accommodate their number or what number they can back inside the resource center. So that, that accounts for uh, four of our Lake Forest family members, and we are... We are uh, also, you just shared with me, just real briefly, we also have all the wheels turning toward LFC number five. LFC UC. That's right. Uh, not UFC, uh, <laughs> but UC, University City, centered around sort of light rail area, university, somewhere over in there. Uh, we're excited about that. We're in active. We now have resumes. We're actively interviewing top-tier candidates. Yesterday, I had a Zoom uh, first-time interview with a really neat man from Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, he went to the same seminary I did and has done some ministry in the U.S. and in Africa. Really cool cat. I mean, God has brought incredible candidates. We wish we had the funding. Harrison, this is literally what our church planting team has said. We wish we had the funding to start three to five new churches right now because our candidates are of that high caliber. So I'm encouraged and hopeful about that. Uh, lastly, our partner church, the L, Liberation Ministries, Pastor Byron Davis, you guys know him, uh, they continue to tape their, their, to do their live online worship service mm-hmm. from a room on our campus. Another church does that as well. Um, but they're our special partner church. Uh, and then in October, we're starting a shared online Zoom Bible study with breakout rooms and everything between the members of the L and a lot of members of Lake Forest Huntersville on what does the Bible teach about justice? It's just pure Bible stuff. What's cool is uh, a couple of people from Lake Forest and a couple of people from the L have been researching and writing the material, outlining it together, and every week it'll be co-taught by a member of the L and a member of Lake Forest Huntersville. So that's a quick update on them as well. Excellent. All right. Well, then let's let's get to the let's get to the main event here. Uh, we'll set it up like this: um, if you were uh, if you were able to join us uh, either in person or uh, online this past weekend, we we started into a, a little mini series here. We're calling Unity Over Division, and um, one of one of the things that that is central to this season right now for us, probably probably even more so than normal. Like we're not getting together in real life as much mm-hmm. as we would have been a year ago. The right. 
the the barbecues or you know going to watch a watch the Panthers game out at Hickory Tavern with your friends mm-hmm. like or a have lot- a women's retreat and they stay up all night hanging out yes a lot of these things aren't happening which means that a, a lot of our conversation a lot of our discourse right now has shifted more than ever into the online sphere uh, which is a place that is it's inherently harder to 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 get your point across in a way that that also can bring your humanity along with it right it's an astute comment harrison that with less than our closest friends let's say within lake forest our interactions are not face-to-face, nuanced with body language. Mm-hmm. They're almost only... People who we know or whom we know of in our congregation, they're almost only mediated by social media. And because of that, we've addressed with our staff here at Lake Forest Huntersville just in the last week, hey, there's a lot going on in the world. Partisanship is at its peak in our lifetime. Hopefully the peak. Yeah, uh, And... It matters. It reflects on our church and on you as a Christian how we engage these things on social media. And so I interviewed our Huntersville elder team for their counsel on how me and our pastors, and then what what would they say to our staff? And I want to pass along what they said uh, also to you as leaders and members of our church because I, I thought they had extremely wise things to say helpful to me, and I, I think they would apply to you as well. When, when we were going to have this staff discussion, hey, what, how do we want to hold each other accountable for our presence on social media about these things? I emailed a few of my dear friends who are also pastors of, of uh, very large EPC churches nationwide. And I said, how are you counseling your staff in this time? One of them brought back to me something super insightful, which is, what we're going to share with you at the close of today's podcast relative to Scripture. Another one wrote me and said, uh, we've instructed all of our church staff to not post anything uh, expressing their own political opinion or comment on any posts because it's perceived as they're posting on behalf of the church. And I can understand the wisdom of that, but that didn't feel right for Lake Forest. I think our leaders, you, our listeners, leaders of Lake Forest, even staff, I don't want to tell them to sit down and shut up about the the strong convictions of their conscience before God of their opinions about things going on. But then where's the line? Or how do we do so? Because, Harrison, um, I think you were in the room yesterday when we heard a story told of just last week. Okay, Lake Forest people, this is the world we live in. As staff, just last week, one staff member saw some online uh, interaction over a strong political opinion online, and a member of the community said, oh, I know that person goes to Lake Forest Church. If they have that opinion, that must be the whole church. I would never go there. And it was a conservative opinion being expressed in this occasion. Mm-hmm. Our staff are politically diverse. Some of them are louder than others on social media, so depending on who you watch, you, we've had people go, oh, Lake Forest must be this crazy politically conservative church um, because of you know this, that, and the other staff. 
or the opposite. Mm-hmm. That I get that from time to time. So, and that's because I'm not going to tell our staff to sit down and shut up about their conscience. But we sure did give some guidance mm-hmm. recently. Yep. Yeah, it's um, it's something that I that I found um, really helpful. I think, and I think it's a good guide. You know what it reminded me of, Mike? It's like. I have my my oldest is 16 now okay. and it's kind of like th- these these markers you walk through as a parent where he's he's old enough now that um like I can't just I can't just keep him from everything yeah. like there's a certain point where where I'm I'm trusting in the in the person that he is to say go be you in the world yeah. and and I kind of I that that's why I've appreciated where we've been with it, which is to say, look, to our staff, we've worked with each other, we know each other, we we uh, the central things that that unify us are really strong, and to say, well, let's be smart together because we trust each other. To say <laughs> we're yeah. we're not going to go out and uh, do something ridiculous and crazy, and 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 any discussion where you're thinking about. Where's the line? I, I feel like, generally speaking, a, a lot of us are pretty clear when when you're diving past that, you mm-hmm. know, head first. So it's it's been re- it's been refreshing. But with all that, we all, uh, especially like we mentioned with the season that we're in, like we're, with so much happening, with so much chatter happening, and and a, a good observation you had, Mike, that a lot of times we sit down and we really carefully craft the initial post and every yeah. every word is is very well placed and then someone comments and we're like hit send <laughs> yes <laughs> and then they fire back you're like oh really <laughs> send again and then soon you're five comments in and the carefully crafted starting point has been left way behind and would you say that that was that observation was maybe the thing that was the most concretely helpful in our staff discussion to go, you know, yeah, pretty much every really when I've gone over the line, and the, I'm speaking for me personally, and everybody on our staff Zoom, we have our staff meeting for Lake Forest Huntersville on Zoom because it's too many people to be in one room, um, even though half of them might be in the office at that time. Uh, I think that was the largest head nod, and because we we know, and and many of us and uh, have crossed that line in ways. Uh, and we've owned that, but but we recognize there's higher potential for that for that this fall, and it does reflect on our church. It reflects, it impacts ministry partners' heart share for their church if they're of a differing opinion. Can I just share some of the things that our elder? So I interviewed our elders a week ahead of that staff meeting, and uh, how about if I that insight was from one of them actually? That'd be great. I'll start with that one. One of our our Huntersville elders. I'm not going to name them. Um, I just I just said, talk about what you would say to like leaders at Lake Forest, including staff and pastors, and I just took notes. So one of the first ones said, um, honestly, my heart is broken for our church. This is a person who's very active, an elder of ours who's very active on social media, and and it was it was her insight, not in original posts is my heart broken, but where comments go back and forth between ministry partners including of our different churches, the rhetoric is unfitting. Uh, To be more specific, I've seen 
some posts recently by by a senior leader, you know, leader level volunteer and staff that, that were pretty politically charged, maybe a little inappropriately charged. But the subsequent comments and engagement of Lake Forest ministry partners became, in my opinion, in my view, and I'm on all the time, hurtful and divisive. And I think we need to warn our people, which I I passed that warning along from that elder mm-hmm. to our staff, and then I did it Sunday in the sermon, specifically about the comments. You described that very aptly, Harrison, that's exact. It's in the comments that I caution our Lake Forest staff, elders, leaders, and members. Pray and agonize over that as much as the original post, if not even refraining. Um, mm-hmm. So that was from one elder. Another elder, who's pretty active on social media, said there's. he said it's actually healthy for uh, people to see that the people of God in one church come from all over the political spectrum. And that's fairly unusual. I think all of you know that. Most of mainline Protestant churches glom up very uh, liberally politically, at least in their public voice. Many, many, and many of you have been in uh, evangelical, quote-unquote, Bible-teaching churches. And most of my experience there has been mono-cultural and political, mm-hmm. very conservative, and that feels normal to people who are evangelical Christians. We're not quite that. Um, and so this elder said, I think it's healthy to show that the people of God come from all over the political spectrum, but then said, but are outsiders really watching and taking note of that and learning from that? Not really. It's mostly ministry partners commenting back to one another who are already part of Lake Forest. And when the, when the rhetoric gets heated, it threatens the unity of the church. Hmm. Um, another person, an elder, uh, said, posting on social media, it seems to me we have a lot to lose, but not a lot to gain. That's strong counsel from one of our elders. To me, Harrison, to you, quit quit all that divisive stuff about Miami versus Florida State. That's right. Um, <laughs> to you, our listener, uh, I think many of our podcast listeners are some of the most super engaged here at Lake Forest and and feel strongly about many of these things. Uh, uh, you know who you are. Uh, I'm thinking of you right now. And, and this, I'm going to say this statement again because it hit me like a ton of bricks. It seems to me we have a lot to lose but not a lot to gain. Posting and, more importantly, arguing online. Hmm. And, and then this elder asked, who is a very... This is not an elder who doesn't have an opinion. It's like, whatever. They're, but I, I know that the life behind this elder's comment, and they back it up. They asked, do our staff or leaders at Lake Forest who are using the highest rhetoric online, are they actually following through and becoming, of activism, and becoming a part of activism for the thing that they care about? Are they actually advocating to public officials or a part of an organization that advocates? Whereas posting on social media doesn't make a difference. It only makes people mad and has small impact. People are desperate to engage. They want to make a difference. Posting on Facebook or Twitter is not making a difference. How about channel that anger you feel or that grief over the state of our nation in this, that, or the other? Or that fear about the direction the election may go? How about channel that into activism and advocacy? Dude, 
that was strong. That elder, I was typing, 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 yeah. taking notes. Um, and and can we as a church or can one another provide in-person opportunities that are safe where we could actually have these conversations instead of online? Hmm. That was super good. From an elder who is not very active on se- on social media, uh, there are times and places and ways to interact that are productive, and there are times and places that aren't. For example, and this person gave an example of in his work, when a, uh, a client or customer wants to discuss with him an issue they're taking with something going on. I'm trying to hide the identities here, so I'm being vague. When a client or a customer or a staff member, more importantly, wants to communicate their displeasure about the content of something, to do that right after the staff meeting or whatever, this elder said, is, is when 90% of the drama is going to happen, when the thing just happened. But if they make an appointment for later in the week or next week to discuss it, that kills 90% of the drama, and that discussion is almost always productive. Hmm. Then this elder went on to say, Facebook is not the right place to move forward what you care about. But if you're going to be there, this was strong, and our staff, like our eyes all got big when I read this to them from our elder. If you're going to be on Facebook, visualize you're standing on the stage of our church. If you're a staff member, you speak with a bullhorn you don't realize you have as a staff member. Uh, and that bullhorn staff, elders, leaders at Lake Forest, has a, a Lake Forest sticker on one side of it mm-hmm. and a Jesus sticker on the other. I'm going to always see my interaction on social media that way from now on, Harrison. Yeah. Uh, he finished by saying that from his adult child uh, told him, Facebook is where you go to learn to hate the people you love. Wow. There's people I love at Lake Forest. I'd, I'd kind of almost not like to see their political posts, Harrison. Uh, I don't. Because of my volume on Facebook, I don't see these things. So I'm actually kind of ignorant. People have to tell me what's going on. Hmm. It's pretty strong stuff. So the bullhorn, if you're a leader at Lake Forest, consider that you're. if you're a known leader, particularly if you're a positional leader in a ministry here, if you're a, a youth, a remix leader of, this, of whatever, 11th grade girls, just pick that randomly. If you are a... Um, I know we say ACES leader. You're, when you speak online, that was so helpful. You have a bullhorn, and on one side is the Lake Forest logo. The other side is Jesus' face, whatever your picture of Jesus' face is. Okay, just a couple more from our elders, and then we'll finish with the Bible. One of them said, uh, if you're fighting for what you see as the right view or the just view, don't be unjust toward others in the way you fight. Um, we talked about that a lot in the sermon Sunday. The Apostle Paul in Romans 14 used the word, don't treat with contempt the person whom God has accepted. Uh, And so being contemptuous is uh, forbidden for the believer. It's hard to remember that in a culture that normalizes name-calling. Leaders public leaders who normalize name-calling. That can't become okay for Christians who normalize the attribution of heinous motivations to the other side. We cannot portray that. We cannot go there as biblical Christians. If we do go there, we need to recognize we are sinning and must repent. Not, hey, 
this is my political self. It's not my Christian self. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the point of that elder, uh, of super choosing to superly be sensitive who's on one side and who's on the other. Um, the final elder comment I'll share is this. And this, this was helpful to me in the, no, I'm not going to tell our staff to sit down and shut up. Uh, one of our elders said, on social media today is, is really a modern sense of identity. And, and that's, we cannot change that about culture nor strip that away from people if that's important to them. And so for many people, many of you listening, to not comment at all may imply to you and your followers that you don't care or you're not allowed to care. If I was mm-hmm. to say, don't reply at all. But it's always in the comments that this elder's gotten in trouble and notices that others do. So again, strengthening that insight. Um, he said, we just want Lake Forest leaders to see the responsibility they hold and that if they poke the bear and if it goes bad in the comments, this elder said, I think you now need, you have responsibility for every person who engages, and you have the responsibility. If it's your post, or if you're the guy who threw the bomb, took took the pen out of the hand grenade and threw it, you have bear responsibility to clean it up in a Jesusy way. Hmm. <laughs> it's okay to care, but do you really want to take responsibility for all that happens when you poke the bear and all the hornets come out of the nest if you swat the nest? Super insightful comments from our elders, Harrison. And we've seen that. You know, we've seen that play out a number of times where <clears throat> that, was, that was an insight, uh, I think, during that same meeting that, that Jeff Cook shared that was really good, which is, you know, he, he said he's, he thinks very carefully about going there when he goes there because he knows a lot of his day now is going to be spent sitting there, yes, you know, re- replying to this person and saying, hey, can we please try and keep it respectful? Yeah. Hey. If you feel that way, I'm down to get coffee and continue the conversation. Do you want to continue this offline? Da, da, da. Hey, Her- don't fight with that person. Harrison, it's one reason I've let my blog go pretty silent for some years now. At the beginning, I actually would try to be provocative in a, in a good way for us to think about things from different angles. But it, then I would live with a sense of vague dread for two days. Oh, my gosh. Who's going to text me and say, "Did you see that comment? What are you going to say?" Mm-hmm. I don't. That that number one is bad for me, but I it was. It, there were times it became bad for our church, quite honestly, and led to some divisiveness, and and I had to own that. Um, doesn't mean I may not start blogging again, but if I do, it will be different. I, uh, I I'd share one other observation, then we can move on to the last thing. Um, I, I think one thing that I I. I thought about a little further, even as you and I are sitting here talking about this now is you talked about there being, uh, not very much to gain and a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. And I, that was a I, direct quote from an elder here. Yeah. I think a lot of times we feel like, um, this thought or this link or this video that we're going to share is, is going to, uh, is going to open everyone's eyes. It's going to change their opinion, and and not to say that 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 link or that information is not right or that it's not crucially important. I'm not saying or that it's not worth sharing. I'm not mm-hmm. saying any of those things. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, I th- I think we've seen borne out 
over years of social media is that very, very, very rarely does does right. that kind of thing spark the idea change in a person. Here's what does happen though on the extreme positive side, hopefully, or the extreme negative side, the thing that changes in social media is our perceptions of each other more than That's true. more than the ideas that we're holding. I feel like we don't go there to change our ideas, but man, you That's read really something, true. you read something either super negative and discouraging and it, and a, a person, then you see them again in real life and it just bums you out yeah. or on the positive, there's a friend of ours who is a, a dear ministry partner here at Lake Forest. And the way that this man engages with people on social media is a constant encouragement to me every time really? I see it. Yeah. And it's just like, man, that's awesome. And, and, and the people that they're interacting with leave feeling more love. They leave yeah. feeling listened to and respected huh. wherever they're at. And it's like, man, that's, that's the stuff I feel like that we have the opportunity huh. to that's that's where the the little that can be gained. I feel like that's where the gain happens more than more than getting someone to agree with what we think. You know. Thank you for that, Harrison. When the podcast is over, you need to tell me who that is, and I'm going to ask them to preach this Sunday. You'll be in zero. The, the second part of the series. Yeah. Indisputable you, matters. You won't be surprised at all when I tell you who it is. Okay. But, uh, the last thing that Mike shared with us that was really great that a a, a pastor friend of his from another church put together um, was a series of, uh, of passages of scripture, uh, and tell us what this pastor Sorry, did with those passages. Whoa. Say it again, please? Sorry, Siri, I wasn't talking to you. What did, the, <laughs> what did this pastor do with those passages? Yeah, this is a friend of, of mine in, in, uh, suburban Detroit, uh, is lead pastor of the founding church of our denomination, actually, uh, really super guy. Uh, what I like most about this guy, <laughs> this is totally aside. He was, uh, at one point in his career, he was a professional stand-up comedian. <laughs> and he pastors this really huge Presbyterian church. Uh, and he just trips me out. We have a retreat with this fellowship of pastors around the country once a year. And, oh, my gosh, God is always cracking me up. <laughs> I like the heck out of that guy. But uh, he or someone close to him took the, the, the well-known verses of the Bible that are about the power of the tongue. And as soon as I say that, anybody with some biblical literacy can conjure that up about the dangers and the power of the tongue and the words of our mouth. And they, every time it said tongue or words, they substituted in the word post uh, for social media because that is our tongue. That is now a form of the tongue. And it was really good. So what I'd like to do is gift the rest of you, Harrison and I would like to gift the rest of you with this. And so we're going to finish today's podcast and we're going to, going to read God's word and, and we're going to take the allowable exegetical move as a Bible scholar. I'm going to approve and say, this is totally legit to insert the word post. And we're going to read it over you with no commentary. And I hope this is a gift to you. Harrison, are you going to go first or me? Uh, I'll go ahead. Okay, the Bible and social media. Psalm 1914. Let the posts of my Facebook account and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. James 3.9. With our posts, we praise our Lord and Father. And with our posts, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. 
Proverbs 10:19. When posts are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his posts is prudent. Proverbs 17:27. Whoever restrains their posts has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a person of understanding. Matthew 12, 36 and 37. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they post. For by, you, by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Luke 6, 45. The good person, out of the good treasure of his heart, produces good, and the evil person, out of his evil treasure, produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, a person posts. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupting post show up on your wall, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Philippians 4.8 Finally, Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, post about these things. Colossians 4, 6. Let your posts always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. James 1, 19-20 Know this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let every person be quick to hear, slow to post, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. James 1, 26 If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his posts, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Let's let God's word be our guide. What a gift that was. Good to be with you today, Harrison. Good to be with you, friends. We treasure any feedback, any questions, any direction for future conversations. Uh, send any of that stuff to us at asklfc at lakeforest.org. We will uh, continue to be thinking of you. We'll continue to be... Uh, praying for you guys as our church as we together walk through uh, COVID, as we walk through elections, as we walk through uh, being Christ followers together on this journey and figuring it out. We love you guys. We will catch you next time. Bye.